And welcome to another episode of Retrovaniacs. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier here with Jeremy Gregory. Hey, guys. And again, uh, Billy will not be on this episode. Uh, we had to kind of reschedule some things. It didn't work with his work schedule, so uh, he'll be back next episode, hopefully. This is we're going to talk about Road Rash on the Sega Genesis. But before we get there, Jeremy, what have you been playing since our last show? Well, because Dark Souls 3 just kind of ruined my entire life for about a month. I, I, I kind of figured maybe I should just take it easy with something that's uh, that's a little bit more my style of just doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, and I got a Far Cry 5, actually. was it? Yes, Far Cry 5. Um, I decided just kind of... I've been a fan of that series for quite a while. Uh, you know me and, and Ubisoft games, Ubisoft games, whatever the fuck you call them. I, I genuinely enjoy those games because they just kind of have you doing the same thing over and over again. And that's probably a bad thing <laughs> as far as how I enjoy video games. Um, but this one's actually a little bit different. I, I did not actually like Far Cry 4. I, I was a huge fan of Far Cry 3. Uh, it's just I love that game. It's one of my, it's just a great game. Far Cry 4, I just could not get into. And I don't know why. I, it just kind of seemed overwhelming to me. There was just so much. It just kind of seemed like every, as soon as you started, everything was on that map. Far Cry 5 kind of changes things up a little bit. It, it kind of takes on more of a Skyrim approach to the whole open world thing. Instead of just, okay, you've went through the opening mission of the game and now it, literally everything is on the map and you just kind of have to just figure out what you want to do. It's not like that anymore. It's more like questing, actually. There's a lot more just finding people as you go along. You talk to people and they will put things on the map. You know, if you played Far Cry before, then you know that there's a there's a lot of taking over enemy bases or occupied bases or whatever like that. And before that was just stuff that was on a map. If you climbed a fucking radio tower, that would you everything would be on the map for you to figure it out. You don't actually do that in this game, and it's kind of kind of nice because I have just wanted to just go around and, and find these things out more organically than what was before of just having everything on a map and be overwhelming. So now you actually will find people around the map and be like, okay, well, here's this guy. He'll be like, oh, well, you know, this, this camp's over here. These people are kind of, you know, assholes about it. They're all, maybe you should go check that out. And you do, and it's an actual base as far as like you need to, to take that over. And th- th- that's kind of how the whole game is set up. And, you know, there's a lot more questing. There's a, a lot more of just kind of finding things on your own. And I actually really like that. It's it's one of the best things about that game for me. It's actually kind of brought Far Cry back into just being a fun kind of just experience for me. It's something I can sit down with and, and play a few quests and, and think I've accomplished something for my, my half an hour to an hour of, of playing it and, and not just wanting to kill myself like I did with Dark Souls 3 for like the last few months. So... I, that's that's kind of what I've been doing. I you know if you like Far Cry, I would totally recommend it. You know if you're kind of burnt out on that whole kind of thing, you know you're probably not going to find anything too different as far as just how things are set up. Besides just what I just mentioned, as far as like how you more organically find things instead of just everything populating the map. But otherwise, I'm actually having a, a, a lot of fun with it. So that's that's kind of about all I've been playing really. The only Far Cry I've ever played is Blood Dragon, and and I really liked it. It was fun, but it's not <laughs> it's not really the full great. game. <laughs> it's, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I definitely I've heard a lot of good things about Far Cry Five, but I I have not played it. Uh, I'm still 
way, way too into Monster Hunter. Uh, I know oh, that you kind of fed out on it. It's not going to end? No, it's never going to. They keep adding new things. They keep adding new things constantly. Uh, you know, last week it was a... Uh, like their first kind of raid content, I guess, where it's 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 still four players at a time, but it kind of ties groups together. So you can have 16 people fighting the same monster and the groups actually affect each other. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I, I've been playing a lot of that. And then this week they added the Devil May Cry armor and uh, and I'm trying to earn that. And that's got a series of fights where to fight four different monsters in a, in 50 minutes or whatever. So I'm playing a lot of that I, they if they keep adding even if it's one new thing every two weeks like i got the mega man armor and that was badass and uh <laughs> for my my uh my cat and so they keep adding enough dumbass things like that even if the stats aren't good i'm gonna earn every one of them and and it's capcom so they have a million things they can pick from i'm waiting for the beautiful joe costume for my cat i'll definitely get oh, that it'd be amazing and i well, I'll, I'll grab it day one i will have nothing better to do with my time but uh, it, it, it really seems like they're adding like it, it fairly consistently to add to that game like it's kind of like i've kind of been playing other things but i really want to jump back in because every time it's i I look on some site it's like oh you know here's a brand new monster that they're doing oh here's a new outfit that you can get but i just i never really got as far as as what everyone else did but it 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 seems like they're really really keeping things up with with that game as far as keeping people interested yeah it's all unpaid too you don't have to pay for each little extra thing i mean they have they do have paid dlc but it's you know gestures and haircuts and 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 things that i'm not going to buy uh well i say that but i guarantee i'll i'll end up buying them Uh, i'll I'll wake (laughs) up one morning and have bought them the previous night in a foolish fit of rage uh so i i don't have them right now but i'll probably have them yeah that that's been fun and uh and then i I kind of had to narrow down what I'm playing because I'm playing way too many things at once. So I'm just playing. <laughs> Somehow when I narrow my games down, I won't go back to things like Monster Hunter and then my third playthrough of Persona 4 Golden. So I'm playing that still. Still still going with it. Well, I'm at oh. the end now. I'm, I'm at the end. I, I've, I've logged another 100 hours into this thing. I, I love <laughs> this game. I've been playing a lot of that. But uh, I, I, I got a free copy of uh, Nintendo Land. And I never had it on the Wii U. I know it was one of the launch titles, but I, I only got Mario when it came out. And Nintendo Land uh, is actually super fun with little kids, uh, at least littler kids. Uh, I could see that. They're like my kids love the game; they want to play it all the time. And the games that are like it's it, uh, it's a collection of a bunch of mini games, all of them are Nintendo themed, uh, and they're all a little bit different, but they kind of have you know they're very simple instructions. So there's like one where uh, one player is Mario and everyone else is a Toad, and you have to catch Mario as he runs around a maze. And, uh, and there's a star Mario can get to make him invincible like Pac-Man. Uh, that's actually super fun with them. I love playing that. We'll take turns who's Mario. There's one that's kind of a play on Luigi's Ghost Mansion or whatever that game was called, where one person is the ghost and everyone else has flashlights. And if you shine on the ghost, you know, eventually it'll kill the ghost. Otherwise, if the ghost catches everybody, uh, you know, he wins or whatever. So there's a lot of little Nintendo-themed fun group games that are super fun and we've been playing a lot of that so it's kind of nice to have something that's it's real basic it's real simple but they love it uh and it's it's the kind of game that yeah, yeah sure i'm probably going to beat them nine nine out of ten times but it's still <laughs> well, that's what kids are for right and i feel really good about myself so that, that's been fun <laughs> to break up the other things i've been playing uh just monster hunter still and uh and persona 4 but of course i've also been spending some time with this episode's game road rash for the sega genesis now 
Boy, I sure do hate Road Rash. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't want to just like go straight out and fucking just be like, I don't fucking like Road Rash. But there was something I we we talked about doing this game last week or whatever. And I was like, you know, I I remember renting this game back when I was was Road Rash 2, I believe. And even back when I rented it, you know, there's there's a lot of people that genuinely love Road Rash. Maybe I was just too young to understand what was going on with Road Rash back in the day. But I, this was one of those games I rented, and I could not play it for maybe more than a couple hours. I that was just kind of my experience with it. I just it was neat being on a motorcycle and doing all this cool shit, you know, hitting people and stuff like that, running into cars, but. That that was just kind of what I remembered from this game. That's kind of I wanted to play this game again for for the podcast and see if maybe maybe things changed a little bit. Yeah, Billy had picked this, uh, and I I really never played it. I, I had played it a little bit because at the time that Road Rush came out, I was still I was in the middle of working at a, at a video game store, so I you know definitely tried pretty much everything. But this was the kind of game that I would have turned it on and said, yeah, okay. You know, either testing to make sure it works for a trade-in or whatever, and then gone to something else. Uh, I had never owned it, so I, I thought, you know, a lot of people swear by these games. Every time one came out for the Genesis specifically, you know, people would get all excited and be like, "Oh man, I love Road Rash. I'll get Road Rash Two. I'll get Road Rash 3. So it has fans, and and the box makes it look like, I mean, based on what I you know what I remember was it was kind of it was it was motorcycles, but then it, there were like people hitting each other with chains. So I was imagining like this Mad Maxy sort of like super battle race. Um, it's more or less a straight motorcycle racing game. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, it, it's very much just kind of get into it, pick your stage and, and you're, you're racing against other people on motorcycles. I mean, especially the first game, there's really not much else to it later in the series. It kind of, it mixes it up a little bit more with, with gangs and things like that. But as far as the first game goes there's really it's a very simple action arcade racing game there's there's really not much to it besides just racing other motorcycles and occasionally using whatever weapon you have to kick or beat other people that are riding on motorcycles against you off the road or something like that it's a very simple game and i don't know why i thought it was it was more than this i don't know why i thought there were like bosses i i i wanted this completely misunderstanding what game this was and and it's it is uh, there's something that i have not mentioned this this podcast before uh, i am not a fan of racing games at all unless they include <laughs> shooting shells at your opponents uh, i have never ever i mean the only racing games i think i've played a lot of were either things like rc pro am or uh, you know, obviously Mario Kart series. Uh, I like Motor Tune. I, I like non-realistic racing games. So uh, Wipeout, like those kind of games are amazing. Uh, this is, it's fine because it's still not a realistic racing game, but it's yeah, it's much more of a of a straightforward racing game than I expected. Uh, but, <laughs> and and yes, you constantly do attack other racers. So that's that's a, what kind of makes this stand out. But it was way less impressive than I thought it was for the the combat involved in this game. Yeah, it's 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 just a very simple kind of arcadey racing game. Uh, my, you know, we we'll probably get into this later with you know going through the game and things like that. My biggest problem with this back then and still to this day is just the way it moves, and this has kept me from probably enjoying the game more than I should. 
uh, at least on the Genesis. Uh, it kind of moves at a weird kind of just this weird frame rate. And we kind of talked about this on uh, I mentioned it in the silent debuggers episode where like you walk down a hallway and it kind of moves at a point where it makes me ill. <laughs> There's just this weird frame rate that that just kind of makes me kind of sick to my sick to my stomach. And the entire the entirety of this game, as far as like racing and going as, as how it moves and up and down and left it, it just kind of makes me ill. And that's one of the reasons I've never really been able to maybe enjoy Road Rash as much as I could back on the Genesis. Um, you know, I, I gave it my best this time, but I, I still kind of had the same problems. Like it just moves out of this maybe like 10 frames per second that it, it, it I couldn't, I just could not make it to where it would, would not just make my head weird every time that we I played it. It's been a long time since I played a, an NES or, or Genesis or, or Super Nintendo racer. And so I think they're all kind of like this. I mean, I've played F-Zero fairly recently, but that, that was always a super smooth, interesting racer. It, it was sure. kind of the exception for that, that era's racing games. Uh, I, like, I haven't played, like, Rad Racer in forever. I wonder if that has the same problem. Because I, I kind of see, I mean, I see what you're saying. And for me, it was also things like depth. If you know you're coming out over a hill or around a corner that's kind of a hill, it was impossible to tell what was coming up. I, I just had a lot of problems kind of figuring out if I could see a car, you know, around a corner what what lane was that car in and then when i try to turn around the controls weren't terrible but there would still be times where i felt like i was sliding into cars inexplicably yeah and it's it, it there's obviously the entire game is done with sprites obviously this you know this is back on the second genesis you can't do 3d this was just kind of a fake 3d the the road and everything about that was kind of done in this weird i don't want to say raster kind of thing but it wasn't anything close like mode seven was on like like it was on super nes like racing games on super nes it was not smooth everything seems very framey and it was i remember being impressed at the time of the technology and just being able to be like oh you know there's hills you can see the road out in front of you you know the the clouds and everything like that you know there's these this impressive kind of scrolling animation it gives it depth but at the same time everything is just this weird combination of just like it's moving at this strange frame rate all of the sprites are just kind of like scaling in this strange way <laughs> and it still gets me to this day it, it, i just could not really get the sense of depth that this game was wanting you to have also with the fact that you know you're constantly trying to fight other people and that that was something that it, it just constantly made me not want to play this game. I, I feel bad saying this because there's a lot of people that really like Road Rash, and I, I genuinely tried my best this time, but th those were the things up front for me that really kept me from, from getting very far. Well, instead of just talking about the things we didn't like, we should probably explain the game a little bit better. Yes, uh, please. At least what, what it's built out of. So, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a motorcycle game, but there are five different races that you have to complete. Uh, they are Sierra Nevada, the Pacific Coast, Redwood Forest, the Palm Desert, and the Grass Valley. And you'll go through all those races. Now, you have to get at least fourth place or better in all those races to go to the next tier of races. Now, those are also the same races. I think you have to beat each race 
uh, each group of races five times, I think, when you finally get to finish the game, uh, which just gives you like a, a little congratulations, I suppose. And then, and then it starts over again. So it's it's a very arcadey feeling kind of racer. There's not, you know, you don't have to worry about shifting gears. You don't have to worry about modifying your bikes. I mean, you do get to buy new bikes with money you earn in the game. You get money for each each race you win. But it's not like you, you sit there and tinker with it. You're not going to change the tires out and, and play with the throttle or anything else. You're just, you're literally like, yeah, I bought a new bike. And I bought a new bike. And I bought a new bike. And, and it just makes you faster or control better, you know, depending on the, on the bike you buy. I actually didn't buy any additional bikes. So part of that is me talking completely out of my ass. But the other <laughs> part of it is, I mean, I watched enough online to, to see. But, but you definitely... It's a racing game, so that that's <laughs> the, the there's nothing out of the ordinary for winning it. Now, what was weird about this game, uh, other than uh, there's no map, so there's no way to tell how much longer you have in the race, uh, mm-hmm. and it didn't seem to be like a big loop necessarily. It was just point A to point B, and, and yes. at the end, if you get you know you can see where the finish line is once you get there, but there's no way to tell like I have another 50 miles in this thing, so I know I can I, I got to get through five more more you know, racers that I'm fighting against to get to fourth place or whatever the situation is. That, I found that very hard, very difficult to determine how much longer in the race. Uh, there's no motorcycle sounds. And you mentioned this <laughs> to me before, and it's very <laughs> jarring to play a racing game where the engines make zero sound. This is, yeah, this is a strangely quiet game. I, I remember back in the day when I, I, this, you know, when I rented Road Rash 2, it kind of stays the same throughout the series on the Genesis. There are no actual bike sounds. This is a strangely quiet video game <laughs> for, for as much action. You know, you've got the music. You've got the, the sounds of, like, when you hit somebody. Uh, if you go off the track, if you, you know, screech your tires or something like that, you do get that. But otherwise, there are no sounds in this game besides the music. And I, I legitimately remember back when I rented this game, if if the game was just bugged out, if there was something wrong, I actually remember taking the game out of the Genesis, turning the Genesis off, taking the game out, blowing on it, because, you know, that's what you did with fucking games back then, if there was something wrong with it, and putting it back in and seeing. But, no, that's just how it is. Your motorcycle does not make a noise. And this is either the worst decision or the best decision depending on how you feel about Genesis sound, because can you even imagine what it would be like for the length of these races? These link, these races go on for a minute. You know, they, they, they're not short. They go on for, you know, four or five minutes. If you could imagine a Genesis trying to make the, the sound effect of a motorcycle for that long, you'd probably just kill yourself after like two minutes because that's that's all I can come to terms with. But every other racer has it. I mean, even, you know, I mentioned RC Pro-Am. RC Pro-Am has the little car noises the whole time. Yeah, right? I, I get it. And, yeah, and, I, and, I know I mean, what you're saying, but this is, it's the Genesis and nothing sounds good on the Genesis. Even on the Intellivision, Make, there were racing games where they made sounds know, and it was acceptable I, I get what sounds. you're saying. I totally it's just know weird. what you're saying, but man. I got used to it, but it was definitely like the first time through I did the, I, I didn't, I mean, I was emulating this one, so I, I, I went out immediately to a YouTube to be like, what, what's wrong? Maybe this is just poor emulation, but no, no, there's no, no sounds. That's just, there are and no then, sounds. There are right, no the bike Genesis, sounds. The, the, the two sequels also have no sound like that. They, they do increase the, the combat noises, but generally the, they, the bikes do not make any sound. It's very weird. And you're right. The, con- the So to make this different than just a motorcycle game, uh, there are all, all the other racers will 
uh, will fight you and you will fight them. Uh, at least in the first game, and at least for as far as I got, which admittedly, not far. Um, it seems like the combat is kind of unnecessary. I- I'm sure in the later races, if you don't punch you know, or, or kick the other bikers, maybe they, they never really stop trying to attack you and take you out. But at least in the early races in this game, it's neat and it's a cool thing to do, because if not, you're just you know, dodging them for the rest of the time. But it didn't seem to give me any real advantage. Uh, they weren't really fighting me too hard, and, and I could still go faster than almost everybody else. Yeah, and that's in the first game. There's really not much of a reason to fight people because there's um, you. You definitely can just go much faster than everyone else. In the later games, it's a little bit more. It's almost like the people that come up on you are more magnetized to you. It's like you you can still pass people, but there's going to be people that like these these other bike riders that just kind of come up. And no matter how fast you're going, they're going to stick with you. And so that's the point where you actually have to need to, you know, okay, I got to fight this guy off with a fucking chain that I've got or something like that. But as far as like the first game, there really isn't much of a, of a reason to just pull up beside somebody and, and start fighting them because it, it it's just not really that necessary. And you know that I, maybe that's what the, that's definitely what the sequels did better. You know, the first road rash was trying to be a motorcycle racing game first and an action game sort of second. And that that's great. But at the same time, there's this weird, you know, just like, well, should I race? Should I fight? I don't know. And that's just what you kind of got to go with. So if you 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 do get that option as far as, you know, what you want to do with the first game. But it's it's not that big of a deal to fight people in the first game. Well, and at least uh, I know you said you, you were weapon or whatever, but you basically start with just the ability to punch people. And yeah. then there are moves to kick people and slap people, but they're actually, I found them very awkward to, to be able to pull off. So in order to punch someone, you just drive next to them. Uh, you have a gas button and a brake button, and then the third button on the Genesis controller is your attack button. If you just push that attack button while you're near a biker, you'll, you'll punch them. Okay, that's great. Um, and a lot of the time you'll, you'll see them kind of like swerve off to the road. If you punch them, they seem to have a health bar. I didn't bother hitting people enough to actually take that health bar all the way down. It seemed like after you punch them once or twice, they kind of drove off away, uh, you know, mm-hmm. behind you and you don't have to worry about them anymore. Um, you also have your own life bar and your bike has a life bar because if you manage to crash, because of course on the sides of the road, there are trees and signs and things you can hit that'll make you crash. But also you are just in the you know, driving and doing this race on an actual road. So there are cars um, that I hit more often than not. And and when you yeah. hit those cars, that hurts your bike, but not you. I don't know necessarily why they didn't just do one big life bar instead of two life bars, but they did. Um, but anyway, so the combat itself, yeah, you hit that, the punch button and it'll attack them. And then if you want to kick them, you hold down the punch button and hit down. And then when you release down and hold down the, the button, your guy will be like, set, you'll see his animation where he looks like he's going to get ready to kick, and he won't kick till you let go of that button. Mm-hmm. At, at least on my controller, and it's set up to be like a Genesis controller, I found that extremely hard to do effectively. Unless I was just going to, you know, really quick kick somebody and not have it queued up. But to kind of drive for a little while with my foot up like I'm going to kick people was nearly mm-hmm. impossible to, to steer uh, and pay attention to the rest. So 
I don't know if kicking does a ton more damage. It at least looked cooler. And I never actually managed to land the slap on anybody. Slap is the same thing, but upwards. You hold down the attack button and up, and they'll cue like they're gonna gonna you know really backhand somebody, and then you let go and they kind of backhand them. And I didn't get I didn't get that uh, to ever actually connect anybody uh, without driving into a tree or a car or just <laughs> losing control of the of the bike. Um, uh, the only thing I can think of for attack that would make combat in the first game useful is if you get all the way to the top two or three bikers and you, and you really want to punch them because if you do wreck your vehicle, if you do wreck your bike, it seems like it guarantees you do not come in top four. Even in the early races, if you wreck once, then not only do you wreck, it's not like you, you wreck and then all of a sudden your bike appears there and you, you have to, you know, you get down on your bike and you keep going. You have to run back to wherever your bike was. Like, you'll hit a sign or something or a car and you'll leap way forward and slide down the road and then you have to get up and slowly run back to your bike and get on your mm-hmm. bike. And, and at that point, you'll see like five more bikes going past you. Uh, so anytime I wrecked, it essentially meant I wasn't going to get top four. Maybe fourth if I'm lucky. Uh, but generally, you know, it wasn't like, you know, if you wreck in another racing game, a lot of the time you can you can get back up to the top three or four. Maybe they're longer races. Maybe they have, I don't know, speed boost sections or things. But this this did not have any of that. There's nothing that helps your bike go any faster, at, at least as far as I could tell. Maybe I missed something completely. But there's not like a, a boost button. There's not a, a pickup you get that gives you extra speed. It's just like, no, no, that, that's how fast you go. And you'll, you'll slowly pass some bikes. But if you crash, I think you've just lost too much time. Yeah, basically. I mean, that was that's just a, a thing that's been a road rash staple all the way up until like the 3DO version or the PlayStation version. That's just you wreck your bike, you're going to fall off your bike, you're going to roll, and then you have to run back to your bike. There are no, you know, this isn't Mario Kart. There's not any speed zone, you know, speed up zones. There's not power ups. There's not anything beyond just being able to hit the guy that's going to pull up to you or you pull up to them. That is your advantage as far as like getting ahead. But if you're not able to hit the person that's next to you, you're going to have to drive as fast and hard as you can to get to that next person so you can have an advantage. But yeah, like you said, there's there's really not anything that's going to make this an easier game you just have to try your best to not fall off your bike. And there are too many times in this game where as well as you can drive, there's it always seems like there's going to be an issue, like uh, just, just random point of like you're going to run into a car or you're going to get knocked off your bike from someone else, no matter how well you do. And there's, that's kind of the thing with this game besides obviously just, you know, the whole point of me not being able to play it very well because of the frame rate. That was the thing that really got me with this game. Like there's just too much random, too many random things that can happen with this thing that doesn't really seem like it's in your favor. And it, it, it can definitely be annoying because it doesn't seem like things are in, in your favor at all. And you're just constantly climbing, climbing over and over to get to these points where you can have some sort of advantage over just getting to the point where you're in top three of the race. So the cars on the races that I would get to now, if they're driving, 
the same direction you are, I think it gives you plenty of time to see a car oh, yeah. and kind of move around it. Yeah. But when it's cars coming the opposite direction on the on what would be your left side of the road, I mean, sure, you shouldn't be driving on that side of the road anyway, but sometimes you have to because you're trying to avoid people or it's a turn and the car is coming at you, come in way too fast. And if there's any mm-hmm. elevation that you're coming over a hill, even a slight bump or whatever, it's I feel like cars would just show up. And, and just slam into me, and that was it. Like, once you hit it once... Oh, definitely. Like, like you, you know, we've said, you, you kind of lost that race. Now, thankfully, the game doesn't seem to penalize you for... Other than having to do that race over again. It's not like it's, you know, you fail the race, and it's like, oh, you've lost the road rash, and it gives you a sad song, and you start over again. You just get to play the race again. Um, now, I don't know if that's a number of times that that happens, and eventually it does give you a sad song, but at least, uh, as far as I got, I, I was able to get through all the first races, and... And start the second and just decide, yeah, I, I don't think this is the kind of game that I will enjoy. Like I said, I'm not a big I'm not a big racing guy, and this, especially doing the same tracks over and over again, maybe uh, I would have been more into it when this was new, but now the difference in the five tracks is minimal at best. Uh, the, the music isn't really any different, or if it is, it's so boring I couldn't tell. Uh, and the, the, the maps all look basically the same. It's not like... I mean, remember in, a, in Pole Position... On the well, maybe you didn't have it. I had a 7800 because I like to buy failed systems. And pole position <laughs> on the 7800 had a track that was like, oh, this one is like outside of a carnival, and this one's in a city, and this one. So they every track looked really different, and that was even an older system. This, all these tracks look the same. Yeah, they're just. I mean, they're point point A to point B tracks. There's no laps or anything like that. The most impressive thing that I could really say about it as far as the game looks is, is the parallax scrolling in in the sky or in the background you know there there can be hills or it can be things like that and it can be kind of separated you know i can kind of give it this 3d look but again the actual track and how it's moving towards you is it's not smooth at all so you you get this weird disconnect of like the sky and everything like that moving kind of smooth everything looks nice and the actual track itself is just kind of choppy and the things that are on the track, the way it's scaling, I, you know, I just, I, it's hard. It's really hard to kind of tell the difference. And like what you were talking about earlier with like things just suddenly appearing, I I had that happen multiple times where I'm just trying to fight somebody. You know, once you start fighting somebody, they kind of stick to you in this weird way. Uh, you you know, you can kick them off to the side or something like that, or they can kick you off to the side. It's not like you're constantly going back and forth with these people. It's they just stick to you until that fight is done. And if you're on the wrong side of the track, then you're basically done if another card shows up. It, and it's just the way the game moves. And there, it, it just, I, I don't know. It, it just seemed like it was one of those things. It's like I, I don't have any control over... You know, I can beat this guy, but I don't know if a car is just going to show up all of a sudden and just ram into me and I'm done. The race is done. I've wasted four minutes. So that that's really what it came down for me is, as far as just how the how the game moves and how it looks. But I mean, <laughs> I guess there's no bike noises, so there's a, you don't have to get distracted by that. <laughs> At the very least, I mean, it. I thought it controlled okay. You, you complained about it earlier, I think, but I thought the control wasn't bad, and I, I thought I, it was yeah. easy to, to. I mean, it it does, but there's that 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 point of like, you know, when you get kicked off to the side, you get kicked off to the side. You you basically just get kicked off the track sometimes, and 
there's not much you can really do. But besides that, yes, just controlling controlling your bike, it's it's not too bad. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, for any of these kind of games, I guess that's, if it's a game that's hard to control and it's a racing game, I'm out. Like, there's not even a yeah. chance I'm going to bother with it. So, you know, I, I did put an effort on it. I can see why people liked it, and obviously people did like it, uh, as there are sequels, several sequels. Uh, the first one uh, came out in 1992. That was Road Rash 2. I did play some more of that for this uh, this podcast as well. It basically takes everything the first game does and makes it better. It looks better. Yes. It controls better. I think it has... Uh, uh, the 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 combat felt a little better and and I think there were more weapons in the second one at least in the first one I don't even know if I remember if I grabbed any weapons uh weapons aren't laying on the ground by the way I guess I should have mentioned that it's like you attack another biker and you take their weapon mm-hmm. but nothing that I could see would notify me that this biker has a weapon so sometimes you got stuff sometimes you didn't and uh and other than that it looks cool it does a little bit more damage but it wasn't like i was blown away by these weapons because they're all just hand-to-hand weapons it wasn't like oh bazooka that's cool this was like oh a tire iron or whatever the you know a whip something you can use to to hurt them with so the second game really was the exact same game as far as i could tell uh mechanically it just looked better and played a little bit better but, uh, you know, I guess that's that's how EA does things, though. I mean, this is the Madden company. So every year you make the same game with a tweak and you release for 60 <laughs> bucks and people buy it. I guess they tried the same thing. Um, I, I remember Road Rash 2 way more than one as far as games people recommended. Like, if yes. if someone was coming in uh, to, that, that was looking for a new game, you know, and they had a friend with them, they would oh, Road Rash 2 is awesome. We get it, Road Rash 2. Or, or when people traded in games, that was mm-hmm. one we got traded back a lot because everybody had Road Rash 2. Um, I, I didn't remember seeing too many of the first one. And I didn't. I do remember three coming out, but it came out way later, 1995. Um, so it was that was after the PlayStation, or right before the PlayStation was coming out. I don't think many people were buying Road Rash Three, and it is. It's not bad. The graphics look a little more digitized and therefore not good in 2018. Yeah. Uh, maybe in 1995 it was amazing on the Genesis, but now it is not. Uh, the music on Road Rash Three may be the worst Genesis music I've heard. <laughs> it is so bad. <laughs> I was hoping maybe you would mention the music in this series. But I mean, yes, Road Rash 1 and 2. If you want to hear the worst that the Genesis could maybe provide as far as music music value, you, you play those games. But Road Rash 3, there's a special place in hell for, for that music because it is not only did they... Did they go with the whole digitized kind of Mortal Kombat look with the uh, the graphics as far as like the bikes and the people and everything like that? But they tried something a little bit different with the music, and man, it is it, it's some of the worst that you could possibly hear on Genesis. It was it was pretty. It's painful. Pretty bad. Yeah, it, it was painful. Not a, not a big fan. Uh, but again, I I didn't play it too long. At this point, I I. I realized what this what this series was, and I, I was not that interested in it. Now, I didn't play any of the the later games in the series because they weren't on the Genesis. Um, Road Rash 3D came out for the PlayStation, 
1998. I did look at a video of it, and it looks like bad PlayStation 3D. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe it was super smooth and fun, but it looked it looked so like. Let me, let me go out on a fucking limb here and just say that I I kind of I've shit on this fucking game for the Genesis this whole entire episode, but my my very first like like holy shit road rash is kind of awesome was when i bought it on the 3do and that was if you got a 3do if you had a 3d if you're that third person besides me that had a 3do back in the day uh you know road rash was kind of a system seller and that was in a it was a huge huge jump over what we had seen on the genesis uh, if you can watch some videos on YouTube or anything like that, it is, it, it was an amazing, just tech, tech, as far as like jumping from the Genesis to the 3DO is kind of insane. I mean, it's still basically Road Rash, but man, that game is so fun. I played that game for months and I, it is still one of my favorite games of all time. I can't say it plays any better than what the Genesis versions played or anything like that. But just the jump in fidelity as far as the graphics, uh, the this as far as like how it moved and how smooth it was, uh, you know, of course you had the uh, all the fucking bad grunge music from back in the early 90s and things like that. It was, it, it was just, that for me was the Road Rash game. And if you want to sit down and be like, oh man, you know, Road Rash... This was this was what you know. This was a great series. I could give a shit about the Genesis versions, but once you get to that 3DO version or the the one that was released on the PlayStation, you know, I could maybe hear you out because I had so much fun playing that game. And to this day, I if if I fucking just bought a 3DO, I would totally buy Road Rash with it because that was just that was the game for me for Road or for the 3DO. Uh, yeah, apparently there was a, a remake of the the first game, kind of a reimagining. That was the 3DO and and the early PlayStation version, also on on computers for Windows. Uh, that that does look nicer, and it, they added some things that this should have had. Uh, you get to there's different uh, characters you can start with, with different bikes. Some get to start with weapons. Some start with just fists, like in this game. So it does give you a little more feeling of of you have a character and you're kind of increasing them and and making them better, as opposed to just being a nameless you know, biker that starts with, with nothing and kind of continues to have nothing the whole way through. So I can see that. But, yeah, it wasn't the Road Rash 3D, which is way different. That one is, is kind of a – it looks like all polygons and not oh, not as pretty yeah, as the 3D. Yeah, one. if you're talking about the one that was on the, the original PlayStation, um, <laughs> yeah, that one was – it was really – the only thing about that one uh, was that it actually introduced gangs. And you could actually be, you know, depending on what bike – or what gang you chose, you were part of that gang, and you know you had the the kind of Japanese gang that had the nice, uh, you know, the nice motorcycles or something like that. You had the kind of like a Harley Davidson gang that had those kind of bikes, and you were kind of fighting against each other. And it was this open world map, and that was kind of neat. But at the same time, it was on the PlayStation, and it wasn't. It it just wasn't great. So, eh, you know. It, it was fine. Uh, there were more games. I know there was a like a Road Rash for the Nintendo 64. 
It was which, cleverly called Road Rash 64. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course it would. And, and that seems like it was, you know, that was maybe more of a traditional Genesis Road Rash. I, I've never actually played that one, so I, I can't really say. But uh, as far as like the, the 3DO version that was on the PlayStation as well, and then the, I, I believe it was called Jailbreak. Yeah, Jailbreak the was the last one in the series that's come out, and that was in 2000. Yeah, that it just kind of seemed like it went downhill from the 3DO version. Well, it definitely, you know, didn't uh, didn't do incredibly well as it was the last one in the series. I think really the reason this series kind of maybe hasn't made a comeback because it is Electronic Arts, and I'm sure they still have the license for it. But you know, now with with after Grand Theft Auto and and you know, even I mentioned that I thought there was more Mad Maxy. The Mad Max game that's out on on current systems is amazing. I mean, vehicle combat games are you know use races as like side quests in them because the rest of the game is is you know more combat or missions but they always have these little races in them and that's essentially all this game was is those races but with you know without all the extra fluff maybe a little bit better control than something like grand theft auto but uh i don't even know if there's a need for this game necessarily anymore this kind of game well even if there isn't a need for it there is actually a game on steam right now called road revenge that was a kickstarter version of of a i I believe it was kickstarter of classic road rash being brought back into the modern age. And this is literally, you know, it's road rash. So if you are a fan of road rash from back in the day and you kind of want to play it in something maybe more modern, then check out road revenge. It's not terrible. I've played it. It's uh, definitely kind of more of a, you know, actiony kind of 3DO version of, of that game. It's not as, maybe not as boring as as what the the original Genesis version of that game was. There's there's a lot more action as far as just you know beating other bikers down as you're racing. A lot more shortcuts. It is even more arcadey than than what those original games were. But it's not bad. It's actually you know if if that's if you like some Road Rash, then Road Revenge is is definitely your you know check it out it's it's pretty fun i don't know what it would take to get me to like this kind of game like i mean i don't want it to go full-blown mario kart but there has to be something it it, maybe it's it's having like road hazards you can knock people into maybe that would do it for me or if i had the ability to kind of like grab a bike and and make sure it hits a car or something that would be a little more impressive than than just punching and kicking them off the screen Maybe, maybe that's what it would take i don't know i and that's, you know, that's definitely what kind of the, the later versions of that game tried to do. You know, it was really trying. You were talking about, like, you know, holding your leg out to kick, you know, charging that and just, like, keeping your leg there. The whole point of that was to keep your leg there and, and when you saw a car coming, kick them into it or kick them into a tree off the track or something like that. And that's really where... <laughs> You know, 90% of the strategy of that game comes in. You know, you're supposed to fucking time it and and make it so that, you know, you, you kick them off the track and they're done as fast as possible. Um, yeah, I mean, that's I, I'm a huge vehicular combat video game fan. I, I love Twisted Metal. God help me, I love Vigilante 8. But, you know, there's there's just a... You get that a little bit with, with Road Rash as well. Maybe not as much because it's more of a racing game in the end than it is a combat game. I know there's probably a lot of people that'd be like, "Oh, you know, it's it's combat first. You you don't race." Like, no, 
Road Rash has always been about racing and combat secondary. And it's that's just kind of how it's always been with me. And I, I don't really know what else you can do if you're not a fan of that type of game. Because otherwise, you know, it's it's very much just like you're going to be racing and you're also going to be trying to beat people down with a fucking chain because that's what you do on Road Rash. So if you're not a fan of that kind of thing, I, I you know, you're probably not going to be sold on Road Rash anytime soon. But if you like vehicular combat and you maybe want something a little bit more you know, not as open as something like Twisted Metal or Vigilante 8, then you may actually like this. And, like, it played fine. It controlled okay. I, I didn't hate playing it. I just, I was bored quickly. But this is, again, not the kind of game that I enjoy. Apparently, I, I only enjoy games where I fight the same monster over and over again to buy a hat. So I this is not my style of game. Uh, perhaps that's what it needs, the ability to buy hats. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> that's pretty much uh my 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 uh interests altogether. But yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting I don't want to say it's an interesting game. It's I can see why it's a a good bridge between, you know, something like Enduro. That's an old ass racer, but hey, that's that's <laughs> as far back as I go with racing. And and something that would be more like a Grand Theft Auto style racer, or you know, you brought up Twisted Metal, which is I loved those games, but those aren't racers in any way, shape, or form. No. Those are straight just... up destroy your your opponents in an open world map. That that's much more my style of vehicle game. I, I didn't yes, even think about me, those because they're yes, I will totally agree. That is, if you want to fucking put some vehicular combat down, then that's how you want to do it. Perhaps um, we should have but... done that. We should have done Twisted Metal, but that's okay. I, you know, back in the day, though, you know, about. what could you really do on Genesis? And that was kind of different this was a, a really different style of racing game that was available on consoles back then you, there really wasn't any sort of combat racing game back then and to put people on a motorcycle and be like all right this is an illegal race and then this weird you know point a to point b race it's not some weird track or something like that it was kind of neat i i can totally see why people were really into road rash back in the day So last episode we had talked about the Sega announcements uh, of the the Shenmue 1 and 2 re-release and the the new Mini Genesis. But there was some other retro news that was probably older than that uh, we didn't bring up here too much. But it's that there will now be a series of Mega Man X collections. There will be two of them. They'll have one through four on one collection and five through eight on another collection. I think it's pretty much coming out for everything imaginable in July. Uh, But that brought up a question, which, or not even a question, but a statement. I've never played a Mega Man X game. What? I love the original Mega Mans. I've played one through ten. I've played Mega Man Legends. I've played all the Mega Man games, and I've never played... A Mega Man X. So how did how did you miss a Mega Man X? I, how, again, how I that? think it's I think it's that I didn't really play the Super Nintendo. Uh, I All bought right. that Turbo All Graphics, right. and that ruined my entire life apparently. So <laughs> I uh, I missed Mega Man X. I mean, I've definitely seen Mega Man X. I I have a uh, an NES cla- a Super NES Classic, and it's right on it. So our next episode is going to be about Mega Man X to get everyone excited for this Mega Man X collection, or at the very least, get me excited for the Mega Man <laughs> X collection. Because uh, I'm, I'm willing to bet 
just with the five seconds I spent on it when we mentioned it uh, and my love of Mega Man, that I'm going to enjoy this game and I'm going to want to talk about it and I'm probably going to talk about all the things it does that Mega Man regular does not do or vice versa and annoy everybody who knew that same thing I'm going to say 20 years ago. <laughs> I mean, it may not be as, as good as Mega Man 8, but, you know, it's it's still... This is a game that I... Probably one of my favorite Mega Mans, so I... I don't want to spoil it, but man, I really like Mega Man X. It's it's just a great game. It can't be worse than Mighty Number no. Nine. I, uh, you know that's it. true. <laughs> we can't get to that fucking level at this point. But yes, Mega Man X is is probably one of the better Mega Man games to me, anyway. But you also love Mega Man Eight, which is I I still do love of. Mega Man Eight. That is the pinnacle. Of Mega Man games I, I to me, know where so to go with that. take that as you will. Maybe Mega Man X isn't so great. Uh, well, we'll find out our next episode. <laughs> and if you want to disagree with Jeremy about Mega Man it being great, please go have that argument with us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, anywhere that we're found at Retrovania.net. And we will see you next time.